Welcome to the Cookery by the Book podcast with me, Susie Chase. I'm Catherine Taylor, and I wrote the cookbook called Love Real Food. You have more than 100 meatless recipes in this cookbook. What makes it different from the other vegetarian cookbooks? Well, that's a good question. Um, I think that, so I've been blogging for over seven years now, and I do feel like the book is sort of an extension of what I do on the blog. So in the book, you'll find um, very fresh and wholesome recipes using um, just mostly really standard grocery store ingredients. I like to get creative with those, so they're easy to find. Um, And the results, I mean, I work really hard to make sure that the flavors are just sort of like boom, just right. And I offer all the details you'll need to get to a recipe, to get to a finished dish that you'll be just really excited about. Um, So I don't know. I don't know how to describe how that's different from other vegetarian cookbooks, but I do try to make it very vibrant and creative and delicious. So you have America's most popular vegetarian food blog, Cookie and Kate. Talk a little bit about that. Well, it is just, honestly, it's my dream job. I absolutely love what I do, and I feel lucky every day that I get to do it. Um, It's really, it stretches me creatively to always be coming up with new ideas. Um, It perpetually amazes me that, that, you know, me sharing a recipe two to three times a week somehow turns into a library of recipes that people come to and get nourishment from and learn how to cook from, um, and learn how to become a vegetarian from. So I just, it's really rewarding and creatively satisfying and it's always stretching me. When did the blog start? I started it in 2010. I was actually working at an office job in Oklahoma city and I was very, very bored. So I decided I would start a website, just an ambiguous blog as a creative project. Tell us about your chief crumb catcher, Cookie. (laughs) (laughs) That's Cookie. Um, She is a rescue dog. I found her maybe a year before I started the blog. I think I I had recently graduated from college and I had grown up with dogs. I always wanted my own dog. And one day I kind of had a light bulb moment like, hey, look, I'm, (laughs) I'm a responsible adult. I could get a dog. So I started this deep, deep search for this dog that would be what I wanted. And, um, I found cookie on petfinder.com. She was in Tulsa and I got to speak to someone who had fostered her before. So I got to learn more about her personality, but she is, um, she is jaunty and everyone remarks on how happy she is. She's exuberant and (laughs) a very big, just force in my life. Was she a puppy when you got her? No, I was hoping to find a puppy, but she was about a year old. So um, the awesome part about that is that she'd had all her shots. She was potty trained and uh, she had some bad habits already too. But, (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the nice part about getting a dog that's, you know, a year old is that you you can actually know what you're getting, what you're getting into. You are a huge proponent of whole foods. What are whole foods exactly, and what are a few of your whole food guidelines? Well, my definition of whole foods is just um, foods that are as close to the source as possible. So you've got, you know, an apple that's really close to the apple tree in its whole form. And then you, so you've got that on one side, and then you've got maybe Kraft mac and cheese on the other side. <laughs> and there are a lot of additives, preservatives, um, 
ingredients that started out one way and have been tumbled through chemical processes to turn into something else. So I just try to stick with foods that are as close to the source as possible. Um, and honestly, that can be, you know, superfoods are so popular right now, but so many basic ingredients are superfoods. Like cabbage is incredible. So, um, yeah, that's my, that's my stance. I try to use whole grains as much as possible. Um, and I would include, you know, responsibly sourced dairy as a whole food and so on. The term superfood always confuses me. What are like maybe your top three superfoods that you go to right now? Um, well, I can't say, so I don't really use any crazy ingredients like goji berries. Um, but I do love, let's see, matcha tea. I'm actually gotten, gotten into that. That's matcha is cool because it's like, I mean, it is green tea, but you're actually consuming the, the tea leaves. So you get extra antioxidants from that rather than just steeping the tea leaves. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. I mean, extra virgin olive oil has so many research benefits. Um, you know, I just don't think superfoods, like I'm not using chaga mushrooms or anything like that. Whatever those are. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So was it hard to pivot from blogging about food to writing a cookbook? Um, honestly, it felt, it felt, it felt very natural, but there were a lot more deadlines imposed and there were outside opinions that I had to navigate. Um, fortunately I was working with an editor and publisher who really believed in my vision for the book. So it was really just a matter of me advocating for myself and mostly getting what I wanted. But, um, I don't know. It was just, it, it, with the blog, the recipes, I published them more organically. Um, I might not have them on a list several months in advance, but with the cookbook, it was like, I recognized that I was dealing with a static collection of recipes and I wanted to make sure that, you know, if I was going to include a veggie burger, it had to be the best veggie burger I could possibly come up with stuff like that. So I just wanted a very balanced collection and put a lot of thought into how the recipes would work on their own and together. One of your favorite people is Michael Pollan. What are some things you learned from him about eating well? Uh, he's kind of my hero. Um, so I read The Omnivore's Dilemma um, after graduating from college. I'd always been interested in nutrition, but I didn't, you know, at that point I thought maybe no sugar Yoplait yogurt was healthy and, and his philosophy on whole foods and sort of, um, eating intuitively with the seasons just absolutely clicked with me and made so much sense. And when I learned more from his books about how conventional meat industry handles the animals, um, having always been a picky meat eater myself and, Growing up, actually, my dad and brothers hunt, so I was always more aware that I was actually eating animals when I was eating meat. And so once I learned more about it, I just decided I'm going to pass on meat altogether. So he taught me a whole lot. So it's late November, and you wrote on your blog, Cookie and Kate, we've lost corn, cucumber, and eggplant. What are your go-tos for cooler weather? Um, I love sweet potatoes. I love, well, I love savory sweet potatoes. I don't like them with sh extra sugar on them. Um, I love butternut squash. I love hearty 
stews and whole grains and salads that have, you know, like kale, which is just offers more heft, um, whole grains like farro, wild rice, some beans, always beans, but yeah, so much good stuff to be eating this time of year. For anyone who's interested in blogging or has a blog already, how did you grow it and keep the engagement up? That is such a big question. Sometimes I don't even know. <laughs> I feel really lucky. Like I'm glad that I got into it when I did because I know that now it would be even more challenging. But um, to be fair, I already had a background in marketing and I knew how to build websites. So that was tremendously helpful. I think that I have always been a little bit more tech savvy than most people, to be honest. So just, I think it's really important to know how websites work and to learn about them and to learn about marketing. Um, but, but beyond, I mean, beyond that, it's just, you have to be super passionate about what you're doing and that's, and wanting to reach people. Um, and that needs to be the drive. How do you schedule your day? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like every day is different, but I usually, let's see, I use, I work from home. Um, I do have, when I got the cookbook deal, I decided I needed an outside opinion and I lucked out and found the world's greatest assistant who comes over and cooks with me once a week. And uh, so I had her throughout the whole cookbook and then I lost her for a little bit because she got a different job and now she's back. So I structure my week around her coming over on Tuesdays, which is amazing. And that's when we get most of the cooking done. And, and it's just, it's amazing. It's so nice to have a, just a bouncing board for ideas. Um, and then on the days in between, I am just sort of working between technical projects, writing new blog posts, editing photos, taking the photos. Um, there is a lot of admin work, you know, that goes on behind the scenes as well. It's really solitary, isn't it? It can be. Um, honestly, it suits me well. I'm definitely an introvert. Um, and I love what I do so much that the time kind of flies by, but I would, I would probably feel lonely if I didn't have Cookie around. She's just, she's quite a personality. What's your favorite social media platform these days? I like Instagram. I like that it's still it's still pretty simple. Um, as frustrated as I get that I can't schedule to Instagram like I want to, I know it is really it is really nice though that that marketers as a whole can't just be, you know, automatically throwing millions of posts into Instagram. So um, I don't. Facebook frustrates me. <laughs> I like Pinterest for collecting, you know, visuals and. Um, Twitter, I, I could care less about. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. I saw on your Instagram stories yesterday that you were recipe testing. Can you give us a sneak peek of what you were testing? Yeah, so that was yesterday is the day that Mara was over here. And um, we perfected these chocolate chip cookies that I'm very excited about. Somehow I've made it through seven years of blogging without a proper chocolate chip cookie recipe. Really? Yeah, I needed like I needed to find my own go-to chocolate chip cookie recipe. And I'm always looking for ways that I can offer a cookie and cake spin on traditional recipes. So I'm actually trying to go back to those like standards cuz you can't you can't really make a chocolate chip cookie recipe healthy. Like I want I want a bakery quality chocolate chip cookie if I'm going to eat one. So <laughs> I think I've finally found a way to put 
a bit of a spin on it and that produces a really delicious cookie. Um, what else did we work on? We, we retested a recipe that's been on my blog because I felt like it was missing an, a more exact amount of cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, broke my food processor in the process. Um, and we talked through a, a cookbook gift guide, actually, among other things. So that was my Tuesday. So you live in Kansas City, and I grew up there eating steak and potatoes almost every night of the week. <laughs> How is it being vegetarian in a long-established cow town? You know, I don't – it's fine. Um, the only places where I might struggle to find something to eat is at uh, the barbecue joints, although Oklahoma Joe's, I think, has a veggie burger now. And also they delicious do? <laughs> yeah, I think they do. I'm I think shocked. so. Yeah, I've heard that they do. Um, I have noticed. So, I mean, I came from Oklahoma, which is also just kind yeah. of a cow state. <laughs> um, but I think up here they tend to put bacon in everything. So sometimes I just ask for, have to ask for no bacon, but it's pretty easy. The holidays are quickly approaching, and you have a fantastic three-ingredient cocktail that will impress your guests. Can you describe your elderflower champagne cocktail? I love that cocktail. I was I was almost hesitant to include it in the book because I thought maybe it was too basic. And then my assistant, Mara, was like, no, sometimes when you need a cocktail, you just need a cocktail. Exactly. <laughs> um, and it's so true because if you're entertaining, I mean, you've got a lot going on. You have to clean your place. You have to prep food. And the drinks, I think, should be as easy as possible. So, um, yeah, and you've got bubbly champagne. I adore champagne. And um, elderflower liqueur, which is one of the only liqueurs out there that I really love. It's not too sweet. It just has a really interesting floral herbal flavor that I love. And it works great with champagne. And so it's just those two things and a little squeeze of lemon juice and a um, twist of lemon if you can pull that off. That sounds amazing. And the picture is gorgeous, too. Thank you. I had... Oh, that was a fun day taking those photos outside. <laughs> <laughs> do you take your own pictures for the blog? Yes, I do. I really love that part of my job. Where can we find you on the web and social media? So my blog is cookieandkate.com, and I looked out, and I am Cookie and Kate on every platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and so on. And... Um, my book, Love Real Food, is available on Amazon and anywhere else that you might want to buy a book. Thanks, Catherine, for coming on Cookery by the Book podcast. Susie, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Follow me on Instagram at Cookery by the Book, Twitter as I am Susie Chase, and download your kitchen mixtapes, music to cook by, on Spotify at Cookery by the Book, and as always, subscribe in Apple Podcasts.